all non-essential businesses are closed. So what they're calling essential businesses are banks, pharmacies, and grocery. And from what we understand, uh, gas stations as well. Gas stations and veterinary hospitals. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. This is Wintry Mix COVID Quick Pod number four. I'm Alex Kaufman. It's the fourth night in a row I've been able to get one of these out. I don't know how long I can keep it up at this pace, but if you appreciate it, please share them while they are fresh. You've seen the news and you're tuning in here for the context. That's what I'm doing with this temporary change to the Wintry Mix podcast feed. If you'd like to join the next Quick Pods, DM me on Instagram or Twitter at Wintry Mix Cast. Thanks to my valued sponsors, Bojo's Pizza and Ten Barrel Brewing. More about them when we get back to regular episodes, which, you know, who knows when that'll be. Let's jump in with this evening's guests who own and operate the Mountain Outfitters Gear Shop in Breckenridge, recorded Monday, March 16th at about 4.30 Mountain Time. I've got Cindy Reese and Doug Bittinger from Breckenridge on the horn right now, just recently after a whole bunch of things changed in Summit County. Uh, And they are the proprietors of Mountain Outfitters in Breck. If you recognize their names, that's why, because you've probably been to their store. Doug, Cindy, how are we feeling at this very moment? What's your headspace? Well, right now it's uh, it's pretty uncertain. Obviously, um, you know, as a ski shop, March, uh, the last two weeks of March are about as important to us as Christmas to New Year's. So um, we're all prepared for low snow seasons, but going from high sales to no sales is going to be a, a you know a pretty rough transition. And how quickly was that transition? I feel like seven, eight days ago, people were still kind of operating like there was really nothing coming, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, so it was... Things started happening, obviously watching what was happening over in Italy was a big driver for us. So we actually made the decision to actually close our shop to the public on Sunday, which was before any of the official announcements came out. Just because after watching, you know, what was happening in Italy, we just felt it was the right socially responsible thing to do. Um, So we were just kind of dealing with customers on a case by case basis. Um, They could call, knock on the door and we'd meet them outside, talk gear. Uh, demo equipment or whatever so but it's the situation has been super fluid and has changed pretty rapidly since then and let's just talk specifically about life in summit county so if i've been following the news correctly uh today uh there's basically a everybody must close order there's also a visitors need to get out of town order there's also a if you've been in the county recently don't get near other people at all order um are there any other orders not that we're aware of. It could uh, change. <laughs> yeah, it's super fluid. You know, so what's allowed to be open and what's not allowed to be open starting right now in your area? As we know, the all non-essential businesses are closed. So what they're calling essential businesses are banks, pharmacies, and grocery. And from what we understand, uh, gas stations as well. Gas stations and veterinary hospitals. Interesting. So Northern California was just issued a shelter in place uh, order for like the Bay Area northward, millions of people. Um, And that had kind of a list of things that were remain to be open. 
um, to keep this light for a minute. At least you guys still have your liquor stores and your dispensaries open. Uh, well, they're debating on the dispensaries. They don't know if they're going to have curbside pickup or if they're going to close. So, yeah, we it could be chaotic. <laughs> From what we understand, there are some huge lines right now. Oh, I mean, probably. That's stupid, <laughs> but probably. Okay, so as a business owner, you guys are located where in Breck? Put me in the town here. Where are you? Uh, we're one uh, one block off Main Street on Ridge, kind of between um, Washington and Lincoln. All right, so just um, east of Main Street or west of Main Street? Just east of Main Street. Got it. Okay. Um, your main concerns, kind of one through five, what are you most concerned about right now? And what are some downstream impacts that you're kind of like seeing over the horizon, but you don't have time to kind of worry about right now? Like what's the the algorithm of concern? So for for us personally, the first thing is is community and making sure that our community is safe. So, you know, we fully support the the decisions that were made by uh, by the county and our town. Uh, so that's first and foremost. And then obviously our, our staff, which, you know, we really feel are um, family members, making sure uh, that they're safe. Obviously downstream, really big economic impact uh, because it, it's not just us. It's every every business in a resort town really relies on March um, to float us through mud season. We've got a couple really, really rough months coming up. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be financially difficult. So been crunching a lot of numbers and making sure uh, making sure that we can you know survive. Don't know the the closing up here or the the shutdown is indefinite, so we don't exactly know when it's going to be back. Uh, when we'll be allowed to be back be back up and running. And what do we think the nature of why this happened so fast in the mountain communities? Was it more about the spread factor and the actual sickness, or was it more concern for kind of lack of resources to deal with it? I don't really know, you know, there you have a hospital in Frisco. Is that kind of it? Yeah, essentially it is. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, obviously a couple things, we get a lot of visitors at spring break, tons of people here from all over the country. Um, a lot of international visitors, which is obviously what, you know, sparked everything in Pitkin County. So that's, I think that was the the big impetus, but I think the, you know, the concern is we don't have a lot of, um, excess capacity in our in our healthcare system here and it'll be very quickly for it to be overwhelmed. And then I assume you guys are involved in the local business community there. Um you're hearing concerns from other areas. So what's happening to restaurants? I assume they're shutting down. Um is your is your food capacity different than the front range? What's kind of different in a mountain community than maybe in the Denver area as far as when things start to shut down? <laughs> Not a lot of options. Yeah. So when it comes to uh, the grocery store and and to be perfectly candid, we have been so we've had we've had staff members out sick. So we've worked um, a lot of days in the last three weeks and we haven't been out shopping. Uh, so the, our cupboard's a little bare and I haven't been in stores to actually see what's happening. But we don't have a lot of options. So if we get wiped out, there's not a there's not a lot of places we can go. And they still haven't determined what they're going to do for the restaurants yet on curbside or not. Um, it just seems like the right thing to do is to let them get that food stream out of the restaurants before just shutting, you know, the takeout side of it completely. But we don't know the answer of that yet. And then they said that um, the city market, which is our main grocery store, is getting a truck every morning. It just may take a little while to get the shelves restocked. 
And I feel like there's probably a lot of food at the resort and in the restaurants that shouldn't go to waste. So there should be thought put to how does that food get to people? Yeah, your podcast mentioned that, and that was a great idea from yesterday. And I, there has not been any talk of that at all. Um, that we're aware of. But that's a really good point, and we will most definitely pass that on to the town council. It's just been, for us, all day and yesterday has been pretty chaotic and changing every hour. We haven't had a chance to even sink in and wrap our heads around all of this. But at the same time, you've probably been watching it develop. So my, my question is, is there a part of the story as it's being consumed by the rest of the country about the mountain communities that's been missed. Um, what is happening there that people aren't quite getting that you don't think is getting out there? Anything? Well, people don't like it when you mess with their vacations. <laughs> so I've had uh, a lot of people just don't understand how, how smaller mountain communities are, how easy it is for, um, you know, with our contact with so many visitors from all over the world, how easy it is for community spread to occur. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, there's been a lot of disinformation out there about this. And then when you combine that with people that, you know, they want their vacation, um, not a lot of regard for local community and protecting local communities. I definitely saw some of that at least a few days ago where there was a thought that was popular of, well, skiing, you're separated from everybody. You're out on the mountain. It's great. But that ignores the actual business of skiing which brings people together from all over the place and smushes them into buses and hotels and base lodges and bathrooms and communities that can't really handle them in a crisis. Um, it kind of overlooked that. And I think, you know, the governor and things like that um, eventually realized that that's, you know, not the case. And it's actually not always a remote uh, activity. Right. Well, and another thing about the mountain town, especially for us in Breckenridge, most of our buildings are historical. So they're really small buildings. And I mean, this is a problem minus this issue. You know, big herds of people going into restaurants 20 at a time, they can take up the entire restaurant. So that's something that's huge here, too, because we just don't. I mean, we're not like an Applebee's where you can just fit all these people in here with these small and historical buildings. And you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, Mountain Outfitters is kind of tends more towards the backcountry side of things. That's yes. correct. Yep. And, you know, now there's people saying, well, I'm going to get my turns in in the backcountry. And some people have a lot of skills at that and a lot of practice and okay. Other people maybe have a pair in their closet that they use once a year at most. Um, others may be looking to get into it. And we have a health system that doesn't want to go and rescue you right now. <laughs> um, and you don't want to be that guy. There, there's so many layers to this onion. But, I mean, what's going through your head in that spot? Well, with this happening, there are worse places to be than having a backcountry shop for sure. And that was, you know, financially, it was a good thing for us um, the last two days because we've we sold a ton of demo equipment to people that didn't have gear. Um, however, the flip side of that is avalanche conditions don't change. Um, so people still have to have their avalanche education before they get out in the backcountry. And to your point, um, you know, if you if you torque your knee or blow out your knee in the backcountry, um, the hospitals really don't want to see you right now. So there are more important things going on. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a double-edged sword for sure. I mean, I guess right now it hasn't snowed in a while, so that's a little bit good. Uh, but obviously that will change throughout the spring and it'll come back in. Um, but I think there's generally, uh, I'm seeing a quick pace of people learning 
where you see a lot of ignorance on a topic for a little while, and then it does fade in a day or two or three um, in regards to the community aspect of all of this, of don't do things that put you in a stupid situation that can compromise everybody else. And, you know, I think there's always going to be morons and they're always going to be very visible on the internet. Um, but, you know, our job is to take that from a 20% of society and make it 14% if we can. Um, it's probably never going to be zero. How are you guys going to get by the next three months? Uh, what are you planning to do to change your business so that hopefully you can come back strong in, you know, maybe July, August, who knows? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, some that we're still thinking through. We, coming from a corporate background, I, I run a fair, we run a fairly conservative, um, you know, financially um, in terms of cash reserves and that sort of thing. I don't know that all businesses do, um, you know, so obviously the longer this thing goes on, uh, the longer that we, um, that this is imposed for the right reasons, then the harder it will become, um, you know, in the, in the very short term, I think we're, we're going to be fine, but it's definitely, um, there are a lot of businesses that this is going to be super, super taxing for. And, you know, I'm going to be very curious and what kind of, Relief will be available from federal agencies, um, you know, state and local agencies. Not that I'm looking for for handouts by any means, but when you have a closure imposed on you for a, a kind of a national emergency, my my insurance carrier has already told me this doesn't, you know, this is an act of God and doesn't uh, qualify as a business loss. So, uh, so there is that. But I'm very curious to see what comes out of Washington in terms of relief, particularly for small businesses. I've already asked my insurers about uh, anything that might exist in this space. And they're like, nope, nothing. It's done. Well, and the hard thing for us is summer is really tricky because we are a unique store that specializes in outdoor. And we have a different demographic who comes to Breckenridge in the summer versus the mount, or versus the winter. Um, and they don't get understanding and paying a rain jacket that's $200 or $300. Um, and we just don't believe in selling those rain jackets that are under $100 because they're just not really that great clothing. So it should be, it could be very challenging for us just to see if we get the people coming back to the mountain because May, June is pretty soft for us and our business doesn't even start until July 4th weekend. I feel like the most susceptible is the F&B, the bars and restaurants. Um, they're used to having consistent uh, income no matter what the season from either locals or visitors and shutting down and paying rent and paying overhead. Um, you know, I've seen lots of people suggesting buying gift cards that they can use later as a way to help local small businesses. Do you think that's the thing to do? I think it's a great idea. Um, and, you know, we've talked obviously with a lot of different business owners over the last, um, you know, couple of weeks, but especially in the last few days. Um and I know it's going to be very, very difficult for some people uh, to survive through mud season because we all rely on March to build up our our cash so that we can survive because April and May are, are super, super lean months for us up here. You know what you've never probably told people before in public while you were being recorded? Don't come to Breckenridge. Don't come to Summit County. Tell people why they should not come. Well, first of all, nothing is open. So you're going to be vastly disappointed if you're looking for a uh, looking for a beer or looking for a uh, for a meal out. Obviously, the backcountry is still open, but just please, we are a small community, and um, we just need time to let this uh, let this crisis pass. 
and get back to um, with our community as, uh, as, a, as strong as it can be. And Cindy just ran out to get the phone, hopefully to take an order of some kind. Let's end on a, on a positive note. I want to hear how you guys ended up in, uh, in Breckenridge because I think um, you, did, you didn't come from Denver. No, we didn't. Well, we were picking up on on Cindy's Southern Colorado accent, <laughs> but no, we we both had uh, corporate jobs. Uh, we were both vendors calling on on Walmart for many many years, and got sick of the corporate game and and uh, the mind numbing uh, and soul numbing uh, corporate desk jobs. So we were su- both super avid outdoors people. This was always our favorite shop in Breckenridge. On one of our trips out here, it happened to be for sale. Um, so we purchased it, cashed out the 401ks, the pension plans. So here we are with no safety net. We're all in. We're, we're rich in memories, though. Oh, yeah. We got we're, we are rich in, in uh, um, experience. Yes. And what do you do when you meet somebody out in the backcountry and they're bootpacking the skin track? Uh, <laughs> don't slap, a slap them? Don't ask Cindy that question. You guys got plenty of uh, plenty of work to do, plenty of information to consume. Uh, best of luck rolling with the punches up there. Uh, Cindy Reese and Doug Bittinger, thanks for hopping on. Hey, thanks, Alex. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, stay safe. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate that I'm doing this right now, tell some other people so they can hear it too. If folks show that this is valuable, I'll keep it up. If not, then I'll likely stop. Uh, The rest of the Winter Mix podcast archive is much more fun, and we'll get back to that when the time is right. Recent highlights include episode 74, which was live from Eldora's opening day, 77 with some married steamboat Olympians, and 81, which was sort of out of control from Outdoor Retailer. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Wintry Mixcast and throw me a pile of five-star Apple podcast ratings if you want me to keep these going. And as always, stay tuned for After the Beat. Goodbye. Imagine this is After the Beat. What, you know, what do you guys want to get off your chest? We are basically After the Beat. Uh, oh, emotions this, are high. Yeah, emotion. This has been this has been super emotional for a few days, but it is what it is. This shoot, this too shall pass, and we'll get through it. But and we'll be stronger on the other side. But it's it's going to be a lot, a lot of pain for a lot of people. But we did sell a shit ton of gear over the weekend. I think you're going to continue to sell gear as long as you can figure out mechanisms in which to do it. So silver lining. Yeah. That's what we have. To and that's do. what we're working on. And there's there's a lot of things that aren't like we just don't know. There's still unknowns uh, from the county. Are we able to, you know, if somebody buys something off of a you know Facebook market, um, you know, marketplace thing, can we meet them to give that to them here at the shop? Do we have to meet them and do we have to, you know, slink around and do it? I don't know. We don't we just don't know the answers. We just got an emergency alert. Uh, 10 p.m. The town's shutting down. That's all it says. Oh, marijuana dispensaries are open. (laughs) Okay. We could get some weed.